You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. You're listening to the E2C Network podcast by Auburn fans for Auburn fans. Brought to you by the Auburn Uniform Database. Visit them at auburnuniforms.com Where are you Auburn fans? Welcome to No Huddle, your source for Auburn football news and discussion. Part of the E2C Network. I'm AJ Richardson and I'm also here with Ben King. Talk about UGA and the hate we have for them. And also just you know, kind of remember back to, you know, what it felt like to beat Georgia back in 2017. Just for those of you who may have forgotten what it felt like a couple years ago. And then we're going to get into one of our favorite segments and all fan perspective on the SEC. I just, I want to like set the tone and like set the perspective for people. Like how much do you remember back a couple of years ago for the 2017 uh, win that we had against Georgia at the time? Number one, Georgia. I mean, it was a blowout and uh, definitely showed what Auburn's made of. Yeah. And, you know, I think very reminiscent, you know, teams are highly ranked this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, could be a similar story that comes around. It could be. And, and I mean, for that game, I felt like Auburn, uh, after losing to LSU, we kind of just were like, all right, pinning our ears back, doing our thing, and wrecking teams that, I feel like nobody gave us a chance and this was the Georgia game just put in perspective like how bad we were beating Georgia and kind of remember back to that point we were beating them with like three minutes to go in the game 40 to 10 40 to 10 this was a number number one UGA team just nuts right yeah and and like to put another thing if you remember how much UGA used to play soldier boy crank that like we played that and all the players were getting into it. Like that was probably one of the, I don't know, uh, being there, probably one of the best experiences. And that that's up there probably with, you know, 2013, uh, both of the incredible plays that happened that season. That's how good it felt because it was just an all around dominant type of game. Uh, defense held them really in all essence, like 10 points, even though they ended up getting 17 uh, at the end of the game. It just felt amazing. Um, and at that point, I was thinking, all right, we got a really legit shot at beating Bama. And I I kind of have those feelings again. Our offense may not be necessarily as good, but our defense is really good. Even better. I mean, like championship kind of level defense. Yep. Um, ben, how are you feeling about the this coming into this and kind of remembering some of that? Uh, man... The times under Gus, we've had some great wins, but I'm going to take us back to 04. Okay. When number eight Georgia played number, let's see, I I don't know if they were number eight at the time, actually. That's when they finished the end of the season. Okay. Both highly ranked. Yeah. Top 10 teams, we'll say that. And uh, Junior Rose Green, back before targeting was a thing, just 
annihilated <laughs> one of the players yes. on, I, I think, Reggie Brown was his name. Yeah, it sounds about right. <laughs> on Georgia's team. Yeah. And we beat Georgia 24 to 6. So I feel like it's it's coming into a very similar type environment of what we experienced in, you know, 2017 or 2004. Uh, maybe not the same for Auburn, whereas we were undefeated then and, you know, have two losses now, but still both highly ranked teams coming in for Deep South Souls rivalry. Everything's on the line as far as Georgia going to the SEC championship game and Auburn having this rivalry that, you know, when, whenever we get to Georgia hate week, I've got a lot of people that I always, you know, maybe only talk to them a couple times a year and it's usually around this football game. So yeah. it, uh, it, it brings people together and maybe it's through, you know, animosity, but that's fine. It's a, it's a good time between friends and family and rivals and two states next to each other. And then for us living in Georgia now, it's, uh, could be the best of games or the worst of games. And this year, I think it's going to be the best. Yeah. that That's just what I've got a feeling right now. Um, and I mean, we're kind of setting ourselves up to, you know, right under the radar. Uh, I think Georgia has kind of seen, at least from what I've seen, like at least the fans that I've talked to, they know Auburn can do some incredible stuff. Um, and Georgia's probably just going to say, we're going to try to take it to you. And, Run the ball, run the ball, run the ball. Throw a few, few passes, but and they're going to play solid D. Like I think both teams have very, very solid defenses, and that's going to be a good battle to kind of see which defense is able to stop the other's offense more times. Um, and that that could be the story of the game because both of those defenses can cause turnovers, can stop other teams' run games. I mean. For goodness sakes, if you haven't heard this stat, you'll probably hear it a million times uh, this next week. But Georgia hasn't allowed one rushing touchdown the whole season. They've allowed zero. Are you kidding me? Get ready. Wow. There's going to be multiple rushing touchdowns on Saturday. Well, well, I hope so, especially with guys like Anthony Schwartz. Georgia hasn't seen anybody like Anthony Schwartz. Hand them, hand him the ball on a speed sweep or something, a jet sweep. Yeah, it's going to be beautiful. We haven't used that play since what? Um, it's been weeks. It's been a few weeks. Maybe we're kind of like, hey, we're not going to use it and then bring it out. I don't know. Um, but then we also have, you're now seeing it with DJ Williams and how well he played against Ole Miss. You got a second running back and potentially even a, you know, he could be our leading running back, our featured back, um, and then also have Booby Willow out there. So you got both of those guys that I think can move the ball on Georgia. Also, Bo Nix, he's still mobile. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That is for sure. And, and, I mean, give him a little mobility, and that keeps the defense honest. For uh, sure. And playing at home, he's a different quarterback. So I'm expecting him to go lights out again, much like he did against Ole Miss. Just yeah. put Georgia away. Yeah. And we need to. Um, and also, I, I really honestly hope the fans come to this game ready ready to cheer, ready to fight for this team, regardless of what you think about Gus. This team really feeds off of the energy. I mean, let's let's put it in, let's kind of, I guess, remember back to the 2017 and also 2013. Both of those were electric situations inside Jordan-Hare. 
And it definitely gave the players that little bit of swagger, kind of feel, okay, we can really do this. The fans, you got 80,000 fans rooting behind you, that kind of thing. And we have to have that. We have to have that against Georgia and Bama, or else it's just kind of like a coin flip of who wins. I really do think that the fans need to bring this and bring it. I mean, literally as soon as the the guys are running out onto the field, as soon as that happens, we need to be ready to cheer on our team. Um, Because if you're caught up in the Gus Malzahn, you just want them gone. Then, I mean, give your ticket somebody else. I, I, I don't want that to be what's holding you up. Um, We can talk about that for a little bit uh, later when, when, you know, things get hotter but like honestly we discussed it on our last podcast the coaches hot seat.com it it puts gus he's not hot he's not hot at all um on the hot seat so i don't i don't think even if he loses to georgia and bama unless it's like we lose in terrible form like we we lose like 10 to 40 or something i mean unless that happens i mean i i don't see gus leaving or Man, gus getting not fired. gonna happen I think the only the only thing that would happen is if somehow the only reason Gus would not be our coach next year is if Walmart donates fifty million dollars to <laughs> the University of Arkansas so that they can go and buy him out from us. Man. Otherwise, look, Gus has had a great season. He's a great coach. He's done well. We have a young, uh, we have a terrible offensive line and a young quarterback. Yeah, and that's the bottom line. Mm-hmm, for sure. This championship defense, look, we got to we gotta enjoy them these last three games. We got to enjoy them for the remainder of this season. But Kevin Steele has done some fantastic recruiting. And even with the Ole Miss game, having Marlon Davidson and uh, Jeremiah Denson out didn't miss a beat. Yep. There's a lot of really good guys backing up the All-Stars for this defense. So, look. Gus Malzahn, he's been doing a great job recruiting. We have some of the best JUCO uh, offensive tackles coming in. We got three of them now for next yeah. year. And and two of those are the top two JUCO offensive tackles. So, so kind of putting in perspective, like we, we knew what our need was and we're going out there and we're getting them. A couple cross promotions. Definitely check out BIM Tracker for all the yeah. recruiting news. Uh, those guys are great. But also for Gus, like, look, he's done well. Yeah, we lost a couple games this year on the road against some fantastic teams that are still highly ranked. Get over it, Auburn fan base that has a problem with that. Gus Malzahn has put together a fantastic team that has the ability to take over the state of Alabama and beat Georgia in these last three games. Yeah. It's possible, and I'm saying it's happening. <laughs> That's that's kind of the feeling. I mean, I honestly do think if we win against Georgia, there's a really good chance we beat Bama. Don't you have a stat for that? Um, yeah, yeah. So for both Georgia and Bama, so like we tend, at least over the last decade, it's been we win, we win both of them, or we lose both of them. So you think back to like 2010, you know, we won both of those. 2013, won both of those. 2017 won both of those 2019 but, won both of those <laughs> i like it um because i mean i do think if we we have the the pieces now and i feel like especially the last game bo played you know we're kind of trying to get him comfortable 
And we did that against Ole Miss. I feel like now playing and continuing to play at home, this has got to be a really good, comfortable situation for him. Um, being a true freshman and playing in, you know, at this point going to be the two biggest games in his career. This this could be a good time for him to just have a come out party and put his name on the potentially, you know, next year. Hey, if he plays really well, you know, put his name on the Heisman, you know, hopeful list for next next season. That's a big call out there, AJ. I love it, man. I mean, I have high hopes for this guy, and I really do. Completely agree. Um, and I think he could be a Heisman hopeful. I mean, he's got what mentally I think it takes to be a Heisman hopeful. He's also got the physical aspects. He can pass the ball extremely well. Sometimes he may overthink passing, but I think they're kind of working through that. Um, and that's what you saw while you saw how well he was playing against Ole Miss. And we were doing lots of different types of passes that I feel like didn't do a whole lot of um, in previous games. So it's got to build a little confidence in him. Um, let's talk about Georgia and like how, how their season's kind of gone. Um, obviously their, their big loss was to South Carolina, who's now four and six (laughs) South Carolina who will end the season four and eight. Yes. Yes. They probably will at this rate. Um, and that loss is just like a big, oh man, that is ugly. Um, and then also, I mean, right now they're, they're way victories, Tennessee, and Vandy. That's it. They ain't ready for Jordan Hare. They are not ready, guys. Nah. And, and that's kind of what happened back. I don't know if you remember back. I keep harking back to this, but 2017, that's what happened. They were it's, not ready for a tough schedule and a like a tough environment that Jordan Hare is. It's an odd year. This is the last amen corner ever mm-hmm. when it comes to Georgia and Alabama. Yeah. Got a got a win, amen. I yep. think we got it. Yeah, I think so too. Um, another stat to just throw at you, just like to give Auburn fans a little bit of uh, hope. Over the last, uh, I think it's over the last three. No, it's been like the last maybe five seasons or so, maybe six seasons. Every time, like in the last six times, Georgia or Alabama has come to Jordan Hare. Auburn has won four of those six times, and. Three of those four times, Auburn beat a number one team. We we tend to play pretty darn well at home at the end of our season, and that those all those games were under Gus Belzon and what he can do um, as a head coach. So that gives me a little bit of hope for that. Um, the, a couple guys just to kind of keep an eye on, and these these were uh, starting to ask some of my Georgia friends uh, over the past week, uh, who who should I be looking for? Like who, who do you think is honestly going to be a, a, the key playmaker for Georgia? And I, I kept getting these two guys, obviously Swift and then also Lawrence Cager. Um, he's a transfer, I think grad transfer um, or Juco transfer, one of those. And he is playing extremely well. So like, honestly, keep your eye on Cager. Um, and, and I think, that's probably my key to success is stopping Lawrence Cager because behind him, they don't have a whole lot. Um, they've got some really young guys. Um, the guy we don't really want to talk about because he uh, done Pickens a different team. If you get my drift, George Pickens, you know, that guy swapped <laughs> on Auburn and I'm still not bitter about it. I promise. Um, but uh, 
besides Cager and probably Pickens right behind him, they don't have much going in the passing game. And I have confidence that our run, <laughs> our front seven, man, Auburn's front seven can really stop uh, this Georgia team. Kind yep. of like what they did back in 2017. We stopped Georgia's run game. I think we held them to under – maybe I'm just spitballing here, but I think we held their whole running core to like under 100 yards that game. I think it's very possible to do the same thing, especially with the way the defense is playing. Look, besides you know a couple big plays that we've allowed, maybe like thinking back to Florida, we've still shut teams down when it comes to the running game. Yeah, yeah, we have. And, and that makes me feel a lot better about Georgia. And – and I've honestly been kind of feeling pretty good about Georgia. Um, even though I feel like Fromm kind of like got in his groove a little bit over the past couple games, kind of got out of that funk that he was in. But now he's he seems to be good to go. Um, and, man, you got you to think Kevin Steele is going to throw some, some interesting blitzes and looks at him. So it kind of throws him off early. Um, Another guy, just keep your eye on behind DeAndre Swift, uh, who's their main running back. Uh, a guy you might see a little bit is Brian Harrion. Uh, he's their backup running back, and uh, he's not talked about nearly as much, uh, but he's actually pretty decent. He seems to um, come out of the backfield a lot of times, not only uh, with run, but he's able to catch. Uh, I think in the last couple of games, he's had some really good catches. So you got to watch out for him coming out of the backfield and Auburn's got to make sure that we, we get, we have a man on him uh, when he's put into the game. Um, just some interesting stats for you. Georgia's defense uh, right now is only allowing 9.8 yards or points per game, 9.8 points per game. That's crazy. Dang. Um, I mean, they're, I, I legitimately believe their defense is top notch, but I mean, they don't they don't know what's coming with Gus Malzahn is is his playing. I mean, like his play calling, I feel like has been you know pretty decent. It hasn't been like the most stellar thing this season, but like I feel like he's put our players in good positions, even in our losses. And then, for example, like Bo Nix just not executing, not throwing the slant route to Seth Williams, that kind of thing. Like he puts them in good positions, just not able to finish it, and. Uh, I, I'm hoping at this point in the season Auburn's able to put those together to really keep Georgia's defense um, kind of at bay. Uh, I mean, this this could be a really low-scoring game, if I'm being honest. Like, Ben, is that kind of how you're feeling with this? Well, yeah. I mean, you look at the past six games from Georgia, the most they've scored, let's take out Tennessee, because Tennessee at that point was terrible. Yeah. Most they've scored, excluding Tennessee, was 24 points. Okay. Or 27, I guess, this uh, last <clears throat> game to Missouri. Yeah. Who's also terrible. So an Auburn team just has to come in and do more than, you know, just put up 30. Yeah. I mean, even like 24 points, and I feel like we could win this game. Because, I mean, I honestly think our defense, if we're able to hold LSU's high-powered offense to 23 points, we sure as heck can slow down this very traditional Georgia offense. Uh, I mean, really, I do. Like, I, I think that they're not going to throw anything super crazy at us. Um, Kevin Steele does a good job of rotating in defensive players, so they're you know pretty fresh even at the end of the game, um, and that's got to that's got to help. Um, 
Ben, let's talk about our players to watch, and then we'll jump into our per- score predictions. Yeah. Um, who are you going to pick to be watching for this game? Uh, for Let's start out with offense, and then we'll go to defense and the special teams. Yes, I don't know who you are going to watch, but I may take your guy because okay. I got to go with Bo. All right. Uh, I had him as my player to watch against Ole Miss, and yeah. he came out and had the best game of his career. And I think his trajectory for the season just continues to raise. Yeah, I think sure. he can definitely have some of his best games of his career and of the season coming into Amen Corner. And that starts with Georgia on Saturday. I think he comes in, plays solid, you know, does what he needs to do to be able to distribute the ball to our wide receivers, and then even has some uh, success in the running game too against a very stout Georgia defense. Yeah, and I, Bo is definitely one of my top guys. I mean, you got to see how he plays against a really tough defense like Georgia's. Mm-hmm. I I'm gonna say I'm gonna be watching because I'm kind of going between either Seth Williams or either kind of like either DJ Williams slash Booby because I think between those three. Like that's probably going to be the guys that if they're playing well, they're clicking with the offense. It's going to be hard to stop them. Yep. But I think because of how Georgia's defense is, I think we got to get a run game and get it at least started in the first half. We may not get a whole bunch of yards, but I do think um, that. So just because of that, I'm going to say DJ Williams slash Booby Willow, just depending on how well Booby's kind of healing up and ready to go. Love it. Uh, who are you going to pick for defense uh, to be watching? Uh, I've got a cop out once again. Okay, uh, my man Derek Brown. Yeah, he he's just continuously been one of the best. And then with Marlon Davidson back, it could be a whole different story. So, I mean, one of the two is going to get blocked, and then the other one will be open to to go forward. So we'll see who has the better day between the two. But I think Derek Brown is once again going to have Jake Fromm's number and. You know, there very well could be some uh, butthurt Georgia fans at the end of this once Derek <laughs> Brown takes out their quarterback a few times on some key sacks. Yeah, yeah. Guys like Derek Brown, I mean, get the pressure on on Fromm and their, their running backs thinking, well, you really got to fight for every yard. And that that's the kind of impact Derek Brown has. He gets in the backfield, stops you, and just thinking, wow, we got to fight this for the full 60 minutes and uh, that that's got to be something uh good if we were able to stop stop uh not only from but their running core uh the guy i'm going to be watching because i do think we need to stop their run game is kj Britt. just being the linebacker that he is and getting downhill so quickly i think this is going to be a key game for him I, I can honestly see him potentially even breaking into like double digit tackles in this game because he's if Georgia continues to run the ball, which I think they probably will a lot um, right now, I think they're like 56% rushing plays versus passing plays this season. And uh, I, I predict they're probably going to continue with that. I mean, there's no, no signs that, Oh, wow. We've got to pass the ball, you know, 70% of the time or something like that. It's just not going to happen. And I doubt they try that in a away game. So KJ Brett has got to be my guy uh, for special teams. Who are you going to be watching? Uh, you know, I don't think we're going to have to use him much, but I'm going to have to say Aaron Sippus okay. because when it comes to, you know, a low-scoring game, field position means a lot. Absolutely. And so I expect him to, you know, do just what he's done all season and change the field and let our defense come out and take care of business. 
yeah and the, the guy i'm gonna be watching uh because of that and potentially a lot of punts is gonna be uh now i'm forgetting his name why did i forget his name uh tut christian tut <laughs> number six <Yep. laughs> like i think he's gonna be a, a guy that if he gets even a couple he may not break it all the way but wow that would be really awesome because we we've, we've been wanting him to get that breakout punt return for a touchdown and what if that happened this game could be huge. Could be the difference in the game as well. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, let's talk about our score prediction. So, preseason. Uh, so, I kind of had us in the, like, 10-2, to 9-3 kind of realm. And I actually had not only the Florida loss, but I was going to, like, I actually had Georgia as our loss. But now we're coming into this, kind of seeing what Georgia's got. And I'm going to say they're overrated. Uh Maybe that's not the hottest take, but I honestly think that they're overrated. <laughs> and I'm going to switch my my score prediction around and actually say Auburn's going to win this one. Um, I still think it's going to be close, but I, I think we're going to win by three. Love it. Uh, my prediction preseason was one by four. Yep. And reason was, uh, you know, we uh, have more touchdowns than UGA does, and they <laughs> have to have a field goal somewhere. And Goggles gets a field goal, but we uh, score more. So, <laughs> Oh, Rod. I do love Rod. <laughs> like, of all the players at UGA, like, how can you hate on Rod? <laughs> like, he just, I don't know. Being even an Auburn fan, I feel like I, I kind of like him. <laughs> Hot Rod, he's he's a funny guy. He's he's a leader. I'm glad. Yeah. He's a senior now, right? I think Please so. Please be a senior, Rod. let's see i'll search it i want georgia to have a kicker like alabama has a kicker yeah rod's just too good yeah he is really good he's been solid his entire career yeah so but yeah i uh i think that we just outscore him yeah and And he is because it's a defensive battle that's why we're gonna come out on top he is a senior he actually went to sprayberry High school, which is in Marietta. Oh, good for so, him. Right around the block from you. Yeah. We almost got a house in that area. <laughs> but we didn't because Rod went there. But <laughs> um, any other uh, Any other topics or anything that you want to talk about for the Georgia game? Nah, man. I'm just excited about uh, the game itself. The tailgate we're going to. Uh, doing a... I think it's like a, a BCM tailgate meetup, but yeah, we're also going like to have a reunion kind of thing. Yeah, E2C Network though was kind of birthed out of that group, so yeah, definitely come hang out with us. Uh, be checking out our Twitter so that you can see the details. Yeah, we'll all be there. Yeah, and uh, we'll have some food. We'll even give you something. Yeah, and I believe it's going to be, I think it's the lower quad, if I remember correctly. It's going to be around there. Um, we'll post. Uh, where it's going to be exactly. But I, I think the plan was lower quad uh, and one of the in between the buildings, one of those areas. And um, so we should have a lot of fun. Uh, kind of see some, you know, Ben, you and I and Kyle, is, we're going to be there. It, it'll be fun just kind of see some of our old uh, BCM friends oh, from for college. Sure. OG crew from yeah. the E2C podcast back in the day. Yeah, for sure. Uh, it'll be great. Come out yeah. and hang out with us. Um. All right, let's talk about our favorite segment. We'll we'll go through this. Uh, we already kind of, you know, our last podcast was on LSU and Bama, so we don't like rehash that too much. Um, but it's still really impressive. Like it still sits with me how well Kevin Steele did against LSU. Oh yeah. Uh, 
Anything else about that game? Yeah. Nah, I mean, look, we're going to beat Bama, so it's good to uh, finally hand Alabama a two-loss regular season for the first time and who the heck knows how long. How beautiful that would be. Oh, it's going to be so good. And for Georgia. Like, if if we're able to do this. When? 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 (laughs) Yes. When we finish out the last amen corner ever with uh, a pair of wins against Georgia and Alabama. Yeah. I'm going to be partying in Jordan-Hare, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, Another game that I just wanted to talk about was the Georgia versus Missouri game. Um, So right now Missouri still doesn't have Kelly Bryant. I think he's got like a hamstring issue or something going on. Um, Missouri didn't get anything going. They were shut out in the game. Missouri's Um, garbage now. Without (laughs) Kelly Bryant. Look, even with Kelly Bryant, they weren't great. But without Kelly Bryant, they're nothing. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, Georgia – just showed them who they were and scored, I think, 30 points on them. So good job for them. Um, 27, but yeah. 27, yeah. <laughs> Whatever. When you get up to another shutout, and that's one of the things, that's why Georgia's defense has been you know, so highly rated, Yeah, is they shut out one Missouri, mm-hmm. uh, Arkansas State earlier this season. Yep. And then they also shut out uh, uh, Kentucky. That? Yeah. Well, and yeah. they hold Vandy mm-hmm. to six. Vanderbilt, who scored 38 on LSU, they held six. <laughs> uh, that was a beautiful game for Vandy. Uh, another one that I did notice was Arkansas. So we mentioned <laughs> Chad Morris getting fired. Yeah, and rightly so. That. Um, but they lost to Western Kentucky. That's ridiculous. A directional school. Western the, Kentucky. The stupidest mascot in probably all of NCAA. <laughs> and Arkansas goes and loses. They were what a two-point favorite at home. Uh, yeah, it probably was something like that. <laughs> yeah, I think it was. And they go and lose that game. Yep, <sighs> man, really, really sad. Yeah, and they lose so at home. I don't know if you you've seen pictures, but like in front of maybe like fifteen, twenty thousand fans, maybe. And I'm maybe being generous there. Yeah. Well, when you lose by twenty-six points to a team that doesn't matter. You don't yeah. expect people to stay. Golly. That's just miserable. And, I mean, Chad Morris, this was only his second year. He's 22 games in as head coach. But, get this, this is his record, 4-18. and 18. Yeah, That's... well, w- remember when they hired him and I was like, who is this guy? He's yep. nobody. Yep. Yep. And, well, and his record I already forgot wasn't his name. that good. It wasn't that good. They wanted they, Gus, and they couldn't get him. <laughs> they were reaching, and then Gus was like, yeah, I like Auburn. I got my players there. I'm yeah, give me money, Auburn. Yeah, right. Um, and then uh, also, just kind of put this in perspective, like how bad Chad Morris's teams lost. They lost by, over his tenure of 22 games, lost by an average of 37 points. 37 wow. points. Like, abysmal. Nuts. And then you know, you still got to pay him, which you know, props <laughs> to Chad Morrison, whoever his guy was that helped him negotiate that contract. But man. genius, yeah. Uh, another one uh, that we saw, and I thought this would be an interesting game. It ended up being an interesting game. Uh, was the Tennessee uh, that Tennessee beat Kentucky seventeen yeah. to thirteen? I mean, Tennessee's back in the driver's seat, going towards a bowl game. Yeah, which is crazy, right? Yeah, for sure. Like I. Coming in, uh, what, third game of the season where they finally beat a team, but it was Chattanooga. Yeah. And they continued to lose. <laughs> mm-hmm. They 
they went one and four, and I yeah. was like, yeah, they're done. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. And but goodness, I mean, look at them. They're five and five right now, and could be bowl eligible. It's, I mean, they they play they, Missouri. They play Missouri and Vandy to finish out the season. I think one of those wins they definitely. Yeah, they have a bye week before they play Missouri, and then they play mm-hmm. Mizzou. Yeah, and Mizzou is garbage unless Kelly Bryant's back and a hundred percent. Then Tennessee runs all over this team. Yeah, I think so as well. Uh, and that one honestly came down to like the the Tennessee just or Kentucky just could not get into the end zone and uh, had a goal line stand by Tennessee, and that that kind of sent the game. I mean that that was awesome. That that was that's the kind of I don't know. I love defense. I'm just being a defensive <laughs> player and having a goal line stand, like they're just so much fun when you're able to do that. Uh the last game that I want to talk about, because I think it's just hilarious, but South Carolina lost <laughs> to App State. Yeah. And, pathetic. Man, like I think App State is pretty legit, but I mean, they're they're also App State and they're yeah, they're not a power five team so like that's just miserable <laughs> like to have that kind of loss um i don't know and they like, could have they could have won it too they had a guy oh, wide yes. open in the end zone and and just overthrew him airmailed that he even caught the ball he was I know, just out he of caught bounds it. he caught it in the shrubs good job yeah but in the shrubs <laughs> that's how far it was overthrown ah oh, man like come on south carolina represent represent the sec Stand up for yourselves. Ridiculous. Beat a team like App State at home. What was that their homecoming uh, game? Yeah, uh, it might have been. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> so, South Carolina now at four and six yep. plays Texas A and M and then Clemson. Woo. So look, if they had beaten Appalachian State even in the closing minutes, I would give them a potential of beating Texas A and M because of yeah. playing for bowl eligibility. Mm-hmm. But now. I'm saying they get stomped last two games. They go four You're and probably eight. Right. And Man, then right. you know, one of those wins was against Georgia. So what mm-hmm. does that tell you? Wow. Weird. Um but anything else uh that you kind of noticed around the SEC? Uh you know, it's kind of a down year for the SEC, but the West is strong and we're right there in the mix, so I'm fine for it. Yeah, absolutely. And that's uh Coming into Georgia, I mean this this and Bama coming up in a few more weeks after that. Ooh, this could be big. This could be big guys. And uh, just get ready for some fun in Jordan Hair. Just honestly enjoy it. Like Ben and I have been saying, enjoy this. Enjoy the time uh, of having these players because you're this kind of defense is something very, very special. Um, and you're not gonna see it uh, every single year. Uh, even with Kevin Still, it's just these guys. You're you're gonna see guys going in the first and second round on the defensive side of the ball for Auburn. Next, it's it's gonna be amazing. Like just get ready and have some fun, um, enjoy it. Definitely. Uh, before we go, do you want to give me your social media so you can stay in contact with you? Yeah, you can find me anywhere on social media at b e n k one n g and Captain Plainsman on Twitter for game days. And you can find me on Twitter as well at A-J-A-Y-J-A-Y underscore. It's always great to be an Auburn Tiger and War Eagle. War Eagle. Before you get out of here, we want to remind you of a couple of things. Head over to E2Cnetwork.com, our website where you can find everything that you'll ever need from us, podcasts, blogs, and even ways to help support the show. 
you want to find individual episodes, you can download all of these on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play. So until we see you again, I want to remind you of one thing that here at the network, we believe in Auburn and love it. The only question remains, do you?